Welcome everyone to another episode of the Defend the Hill podcast. This podcast is dedicated to capturing the stories of former Oak Hill High School athletes, coaches, and support personnel. Each week we sit down with a guest to hear their stories and to also take a moment to highlight a historical Oak Hill team of the week. We thank all the sponsors that allow for this show to happen. Today's episode is made possible by Compass Ministries. Whether it is Compass Family, Compass Community, Compass College Stage Ministry, or Compass Worship, our desire is to provide events, resources, and opportunities that will introduce, strengthen, and empower you to make Jesus Christ the main focus of every aspect of your life. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at CompassJN146 or join us for Compass Worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Roseburg Event Center. We have a great show lined up for you today with Mani Tao as our guest. Mani is an Oak Hill legend with many accomplishments in high school, college, and the professional ranks. Before we get to our conversation with Mani, it's time to highlight our Agri-Green Team of the Week. It's time to highlight our Agri-Green Team of the Week. We thank Agri-Green for sponsoring our Team of the Week each episode as we highlight a historical Oak Hill team. The Agri-Green team has a passion for all things farming and farm management. Agri-Green has fun doing what they do and believe their services and products are practical and make their customers money. They use practical agronomy with years of experience and data as the basis to drive seed selection, fertility recommendations, and chemical and input programs for each individual farm. They can also help you with your land ownership goals and management needs. Visit agrigreen.com to find out more. That's A-G-R-I-Green.com. This week's team of the week is the 2007 and 2008 Oak Hill Girls basketball team. This team went 26-1 and on the season. They won the Grant Ford Championship, the CIC Conference, the Sectional, the Regional. They won the Semi-State Championship and then eventually lost to Heritage Christian in the state finals. Coaches of this team were Todd Law, Mark Plank, and Sarah Matthews. The roster included Rachel Winger, Alyssa Warren, Marissa Coleman, Courtney Moses, Ashley Pickering, Lauren Meese, Ashley Van Skyock, Heather Hicks, Brittany Berry, Kristen Hicks, Lori Newhouse, and Allison Holt. This team absolutely steamrolled its competition throughout the regular season. They averaged 63 points a game and gave up only 38 beat several larger schools throughout the season with wins over Kokomo, Huntington North, Fort Wayne Elmhurst, and Marion. Only one of the regular season victories was by less than 10 points. They had eight wins by over 30 points, including four of those games by over 40 points. In that postseason run, they started with the Oak Hill sectional, so they hosted Tipton in the first round where they won 64-36. to in the sectional semifinals, they beat Madison Grant 76-61. And in the sectional championship on their home court, they beat Taylor 65-47. They moved on to the regional round at Lewis Cass High School. In the semifinals, they beat Carroll of Flora 59-35. And in the regional championship game, they won a hard-fought victory over number 9-ranked Fort Wayne Lures 51-43. In the semi-state championship, the one-game semi-state up at Elkhart, they beat number 8 Garrett 46-30, where they then moved on to the state championship where they lost to Heritage Christian 31-56. Four starters on that team averaged over 10 points a game, with Courtney Moses and Ashley Pickering each averaging nearly 15 points a game. 
Kristen Hicks with 13 points a game and Lauren Meese with 11. This team was an absolute fun pleasure to watch. Huge crowds followed them throughout the regular season and tourney, and they just ran into that Heritage Christian buzzsaw. Don't forget that each week you have a chance to get involved in our show with the Milk and Honey Trivia Question of the Week. Here's a quick word from our good friends at Milk and Honey. Each episode, our good friends at Milk and Honey Coffee Company are sponsoring a trivia question of the week. The first person to visit Milk and Honey with the correct answer will win a free drink, any size, any flavor. Milk and Honey Coffee Company is a coffee shop serving locally roasted coffee, baked goods, and lots of love. Located in the heart of Converse, Indiana, Milk and Honey is a proud supporter of the Oak Hill community. Stop in to see Bridget Boswell and the crew Monday through Friday from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. Don't forget that the first person to tell the Milk and Honey staff the correct answer of this week's trivia question will receive a drink of their choice, any size and any flavor. Visit Milk and Honey at 202 North Jefferson Street in downtown Converse today. This week's Milk and Honey Trivia Question of the Week is how many undefeated regular seasons has the Oak Hill Girls Swimming and Diving Program have? How many undefeated regular seasons has the Oak Hill Girls Swimming and Diving Program had? If you know the answer, stop into Milk and Honey. First one there will win a free drink, any size, any flavor. Sponsoring today's guest portion of the show is Meadowmere Meats. As a local farm and meat supplier to the Grant County area, Meadowmere Meats is proud to offer high-quality premium meats to our community. Once you taste the difference, you will understand the value in choosing only Meadowmere Meats to fill your freezer. Visit MeadowmereMeats.com to place your order. Once again, that website is MeadowMereMeats.com. Visit Meadowmere Meats today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Monty Tao is our guest today. Well, this is really exciting for you to join our show the name Monty Tao is absolutely legendary in the Oak Hill community. The listeners of this show are excited that you are coming on. I told a few people, and they just can't wait to hear some of the stories that you have from your time at Oak Hill. Most people will have an understanding of your background, but for those that aren't familiar with you, I want to give them a brief overview of some of your accomplishments. And I'm going to make it brief because there's a lot of them, so I'm going to do my best here. So Monty was a four-sport athlete at Oak Hill High School where he played golf, baseball, football, and basketball. He was an all-state football player who went 18-0 as the starting quarterback for the 1969 and 1970 Oak Hill football teams. He led Oak Hill basketball to the 1971 semi-state when it was a single-class sport. He graduated from Oak Hill as the number two all-time leading scorer in basketball and was a 1971 Indiana All-Star. He went on to North Carolina State University, where he started 86 consecutive games for the Wolfpack basketball team. He was named first team All-ACC in 1974 and won a national championship. He was credited with inventing the alley-oop play in basketball with teammate David Thompson. He also started at second base for the North Carolina State baseball team and was on teams that won the 1973 and 74 ACC championship. Monty was drafted by the Denver Nuggets in the third round of the 1975 ABA draft, where he played for head coach Larry Brown. He played for the Nuggets during the 76 and 77 season when they joined the NBA. He has a long basketball coaching career with assistant coaching stops at North Carolina State in Florida and was the head coach for the University of New Orleans from 2001 to 2006. 
Monty was inducted into the Indiana High School Basketball Hall of Fame, the North Carolina State Hall of Fame, and the Grant County Sports Hall of Fame. Monty, that is quite the resume. What are some things that stand out to you when you hear that? It's uh, kind of like a fairy tale, you know. Um, all I ever wanted to do really was uh, play for Oak Hill High School. And um, everything that came out of that was just a bonus, really. And um, I had a lot of great coaches, uh, a lot of great teammates, and um, we won a lot of games. Um, you know, you going down those games, the, the football history at Oak Hill, um, man, I had some great teammates, and I was um, – you know, it was great to be a part of great teams. And um, I just wanted to do my part. And it all started over there in Converse, Indiana. Um, I, I just, you know, grew up in a great situation and loved sports. And, um, you know, here we are today. So thank you for uh, running me down through my history. Uh, it flashed before my eyes as you were speaking. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So it did It did all start in Converse, Indiana for you. What was it like growing up in the Oak Hill community? It was kind of a new thing, uh, the consolidation of Oak Hill with Sweetser and Swayze and Converse. Uh, when I was growing up, I was born in 1953, so I was, you know, seven or eight years old when Oak Hill was um, getting cranked up. And, um, you know, just a great community, uh, a lot of support from a lot of people. And um, we had to go to school. You know, it was, it was the old school days where, you know, you know, the teacher was right and the coach was right. And that was no problem with me. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of good advice from people when I was growing up in Converse and good friends and um, just a great community uh, to this day. You know, it's still a great community and great people. And um, it was a wonderful place for me to grow up and be a part of the, the new school, which was Oak Hill at the time. And uh, I went to grade school in Converse, went to junior high in Swayze and then you know, my last four years um, uh, went to Oak Hill High School. So um, Converse was a big part of it, but so was Swayze and so was Sweetser. And uh, just a, seemed like a great place to, to grow up. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and I imagine you were heavily involved in youth sports during that time. What Where did that competitiveness come from for you and that athletic ability? Was it inherited? Is your family athletic? Or were you just always out playing ball with your friends? I really don't know. You know, I, I was, um, I w for some reason, I was always uh, very competitive. Um, and I always enjoyed sports. And, um, you know, I wasn't very tall. <laughs> so, you know, um, I just tried to compete. I had an older brother, Gordon, and, um, uh, that really was a great influence on my life. He was, you know, five years older than me and always let me tag along and play, you know, with the older guys. And, uh, 
it just seemed like we always played basketball around town there. You know, there was a couple of private courts. Gary Graham had a court. Um, you know, there was an outcourt, outdoor court at, at the Converse Elementary School. And, um, you know, we played in barns. Just, uh, you know, we like to play basketball. But we also like to play a lot of sports. I, I think the best thing about me as far as being an athlete is – we, we played a lot of sports and did a lot of things, and uh, we were always very active. We didn't have the Internet and the things that are going on today. We had to get outside and do something, you know, and um, a lot of football, a lot of wiffle ball, <laughs> just, you know, any sport that we could play, you know, it was always um, something that I, I always enjoyed. And, um for some reason, I, I always enjoyed competition. You know, I just enjoyed competing and trying to win. Uh, I didn't always win, but I always tried to win. And, um, you know, that just the most important thing to me was always winning or trying to win. And uh, if you lost, you got to come back the next day or whatever. But uh, winning was always a, a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah, and I've heard stories that, you always had a ball in your hands, and there's stories of people seeing you in Converse up and down the sidewalks dribbling the basketball. So you could tell that sports was important to you early on. And when you got to high school, you played four different sports. So briefly, tell me about golf. Where did, where was Oak Hill's home course at when you played for the high school? One of the best times of my life, and my best buddies, uh, maybe we're on the golf team. Uh, Jim Law was our coach. We played at Shady Hills. Uh, a lot of the guys that played football, basketball, uh, baseball, Gary Dedeker, Dave Shellen, John Emerson, Kim Jones. Uh, my father was the one that got me into golf um, probably when I was about a freshman in high school. It was about the time he picked up golf. And uh, Tommy Vaughn and, and Jim Burke, Shady Hills, that was our home course. And uh, I played golf today, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a lifetime sport. And uh, like I said, a lot of my good buddies uh, were on that golf team. And um, it kept me out of track <laughs> in the, sp in the springtime. Uh, there was almost an unwritten rule at Oak Hill, I think, when you – played all the other sports you had to run track too but then there became a golf team and if you played golf you didn't have to run track and i, I really enjoyed the golf you know and still do to this day and uh, jim wall was uh you know right there with the best coaches i've ever had in my life and not only did he coach me in football but uh and in the game of life, but he also coached me in basketball, or excuse me, uh, in golf. So, um, you know, it was just uh, good people, you know, a lot of fun to be around. And I didn't play great all the time. It was probably my worst sport. Um, but, yeah, I think I helped my team win some events there to the county tournament. And, uh, like I said, they were my good buddies. Yeah, and it's neat that you got to uh, don the Oak Hill uniform in, uh, in another sport, but you were known for the big three, football, basketball, and baseball. And I want to spend some time talking about 
football and basketball, but I don't want to overlook baseball because you were good enough to start for North Carolina State University, like I mentioned before, part of two ACC tournament championship teams. What was your experience playing baseball at Oak Hill? It was a great experience. Um, Pete Beck was our coach. And again, uh, a lot of the guys that played the sports with me were all on the baseball team. Mike Tribbett, Gary Dedeker, you know, just uh, all the guys. We, we all seemed to play all the sports. And um, it was a lot of fun to play baseball. Baseball, you know, I had a, had a great experience playing baseball at North Carolina State. And uh, when I went to North Carolina State, I knew I was going to play basketball, but I, you know, I wasn't sure about playing baseball. And um, I had one of the great coaches in the world, Sam Esposito, who played for the White Sox, was also the assistant basketball coach. He was the head baseball coach at North Carolina State, and he he made uh, he gave me a great opportunity to play there. And uh, the the baseball experience in college was a great one. We won the ACC championship, but um, the high school experience at Oak Hill was a great one. And we played in the summertime. It was one of the summer sports. Uh, golf was a springtime sport. Uh, baseball was a summer sport. And uh, we, we had a good team. And uh, Gary Buckler, Frank Connor, just guys that we all played the same, you know, football, basketball. We all did the, a lot of the sports together. And uh, just a good group of guys. And, again, Pete Beck and Galen Smith coached our team, actually, uh, I think, my senior year, who was our basketball coach there. So, uh, again, great coaching, uh, great teammates, and just uh, trying to win championships, you know, trying to win. And uh, fortunately, I, th- I think we did win our share, you know. Yeah, it sounds like that group of guys you ran around with, your friends, your classmates, highly athletic group, and it translated to the football field where you were the starting quarterback for two of the best teams in Oak Hill High School history, it was back when football was a single-class sport. There was no playoff. It was uh, voted on by the newspaper and the Associated Press. In 1969, your junior year, Oak Hill went 9-0. and You guys outscored your opponents 348-13. to You were coached by Jim Law, Lou Snyder, Jack Kiefer, and Steve Fagan that year. Best defense in the state of Indiana. You won the Mid-Indiana Conference. Just an incredible team. What do you remember about your junior year when you took over quarterback duties and uh, were part of a team that had such a great defense to support what you were doing on offense? Yeah, I've got to go back to my sophomore year when um, I I hurt my knee and didn't play really my sophomore year um, uh, football. I came to the basketball team late. And then uh, worked hard between my sophomore and junior year in the summer uh, in the off season. Um, Dave Gray and uh, Denny Gray, uh, both good friends of mine. Uh, we threw so many footballs in the summertime. Dave was older and really allowed me to just go out there and fetch balls for him and throw to him. And uh, I had a good summer. And coming into that junior year, you know, I didn't know for sure, uh, you know, what my value was going to be, but uh, I managed to get into that starting quarterback position and had a great team. You know, if, if, if a quarterback ever had a great team around him, I was blessed with, with that. 
Um, you, you threw the stats out. It was incredible. And, um, you know, just there wasn't enough credit to go around. I mean, we had good players at every position. We had great senior leadership. We had great coaches. Uh, you just mentioned the guys. And uh, high level of intensity is the way I remember that team. Uh, you know, we always went out and we didn't we didn't try to just win the game. We tried to dominate, you know, every possession. And defensively, I can give a lot of credit <laughs> because I didn't play defense. <laughs> but uh, the scheme and just the numbers speak for themselves. I think 13 points, you know, we just outscored opponents. The offense is wonderful. I didn't call the plays. Coach Law called every play. And um, my junior year, Kim Jones was in there, and Mike Henderson, Alan Frank, you know, guys that uh, were great senior leaders and really uh, wonderful players. And then our group of juniors that, uh, you know, we've already talked about them a little bit, were included in that group. And um, just a you know, one of the great experiences of my life, my football career at, at Oak Hill High School. Yeah, that 1969 team that we're talking about, uh, the captains were Mike Henderson, Don Hogan, and Kim Jones. A couple other stats from that year. You guys were the least penalized team in school history. You just had 140 yards of penalty yards all year. Uh, really good running backs, Jeff Howe, Kim Jones, athletic guys, Mark Miller, Dennis Gray. The team had more defensive touchdowns that year than you guys gave up. And uh, you had a great year. You were, you completed 60% of your passes. You threw eight touchdown passes just to Mike Henderson alone. Uh, Mike Henderson and Don Hogan were both named All-State, and then you were named first-team All-County and All-Conference. So a great year. You guys dominated like you said you wanted to each week and uh, did that from the start. So going into your senior year, expectations were high. You guys had a lot of momentum, a lot of returning talent. Talk about the expectations you guys had on yourself going into that historic 1970 season? Well, we just, you know, we, we were going to try to continue to do what we had done. And you just mentioned a lot of great seniors on that 69 team. You know, we lost a lot of great talent. Uh, Rocky Howe, you know, you mentioned guys that I didn't mention and Don Hogan, um, great senior leaders. And, um, you know, it just shows that, we came out our senior year, you know, Jay Hayes was dominant. Uh, I think Jay made all state in football is one of the toughest guys that I've ever been involved with as far as a, just a nice person, but on the football field and the athletic field, Jay was as tough as any guy I've ever been a teammate of. Uh, Kenny groom was out there. Um, I'm talking about the football team, you know, guys are playing, you know, multiple sports and those two guys were big on our football team as well. So, uh, John Emerson, Mike Tribbett, Gary Dedeker, all those seniors that, uh, you know, I was a, a teammate of, um, you know, it was, it was another great year. Uh, what can I say? You know, our junior year was a great year and, uh, I give our coaches a lot of credit. Uh, coach law really, you know, got the most out of us and uh, really pushed us through those August 15th early practices and um, just another great year. Again, in my football career at Oak Hill, you know, I couldn't do any better. 18 and 0, just, you know, we won every game and, um, you know, it would have been nice if we would have had uh, championships, state championships, but 
you know, it was still great that we were able to do what we did. And particularly on the defensive end, the numbers are just incredible. And uh, give Coach Snyder a lot of credit, Coach Kiefer a lot of credit. Steve Fagan was in there, uh, took good care of us. And uh, Steve Fagan was one of my heroes when I was growing up. I wore the same number on the high school basketball team that Steve Fagan wore at Oak Hill. So uh, just a, a great group of people and a great high school growing up experience. Yeah, just dominant on the gridiron. So for, for reference, that 1970 team, your senior year, you guys went 9-0 and again, outscored your opponents 394-7. to You led the state in scoring defense again, won the Mid-Indiana Conference. It's been often said, I've heard this a lot, if football was a multiple-class sport back in 69 and 70, you easily could have had two more state championships for Oak Hill football. Uh, you were one of the three captains of that 1970 team with Jay Hayes and Gary Dedeker. Had a great year. You uh, scored 13 touchdowns. You were named All-State, All-County, All-Conference. Just a great group of guys that you played with. Was there anything that you remember that Coach Law did that might have been different in preparing you guys for the season as far as weightlifting, training, off-season work? Well, as I remember, uh, we were one of the first programs to have uh, a weightlifting program and that was because of coach law and uh you know i still think to this day it helped me as far as an athlete overall just to develop i'm not the strongest guy in the world but my body became stronger because of, of lifting weights and uh coach law was very intense is very intense and just uh he wanted to win and we wanted to win and uh, I just uh, thank him so much for my career, really. Um, he got me involved in the FCA program uh, during my career there at Oak Hill High School. When I was hurt my sophomore year, he took me to scout games uh, that he was scouting for colleges at that time, scouting for Taylor, I believe, at Hanover. We went to some small college games, and this was a tremendous influence on my life. So, uh you know, Coach Law was, uh, you know, he, he was a great leader and uh, a wonderful person and uh, a great athlete. You know, he was a great golfer. Just, uh, you know, I just happened to come in connection with him, and uh, it was wonderful for me that I was able to connect with him and that football team and the coaches. And in those days, they, they didn't want you to drink much water and they gave you salt pills. It wasn't like you had Gatorade all the time. So it was kind of a different time, you know, but, uh, it was a great group of guys and, uh, I've been on a lot of really good teams, but I don't know that I've ever been on a, as good a team with their competition and who they're playing against as those two years of, uh, football there at Oak Hill high school. Yeah. And that, that 19, just to kind of put a big book in on this 1970 season, just a couple of those wins, are worth mentioning. You beat Madison Grant sixty-three to nothing, North Miami fifty-three to nothing, and then Eastbrook forty-six nothing. Those are just some dominant victories. Must have been a lot of fun. And you guys had a lot of success in basketball too. And you played for a great coach, and Galen Smith. So transitioning to basketball at Oak Hill, what do you remember most about your freshman and sophomore seasons? Golly, my freshman year, uh, I think we were still playing on a freshman team. Uh, uh, we'd come out of a junior high. We, we went to junior high at Swayze High School, or where the old Swayze High School was. Great 
old gym, Swayze gym, one of my favorite gyms in the world. Um, and we were undefeated as eighth graders, uh, 16 and 0. And then we came to Oak Hill as freshmen. And uh, as I remember, we had a good year. I think we were 14 and 4. Uh, I think Jack Kiefer uh, was our coach. And uh, my sophomore year, I was injured playing football, uh, played some junior varsity basketball, and then Gary Dedeker and I got called up to the varsity as late in the year as sophomores. And, um, you know, I just remembered how good everybody was, and <laughs> I'm getting a chance to play at Oak Hill High School and just, you know, getting ready to go. So it was, uh, you know, it was a good beginning for me and just looking forward to playing some good years my junior and senior year. Yeah, and you certainly did. So your junior year was 1970, and you guys went 18-5 and on the season and won the Mid-Indiana Conference. Some of your teammates that year, Alan Frank, Terry Rimbarger, Mike Henderson, Gary Dedeker, uh, Alan Frank led the team in scoring with over 21 points a game, but you averaged 17 and a half. So really a, a great first breakout season on varsity for you, your junior year. What do you remember most about that 1970 season? I just remember at the end of my sophomore year, uh, we lost in the sectional uh, to Marion. And in my opinion, uh, lost to the best Marion team that's ever played. They didn't win the state championship. Uh, Joe Von Price, Joe Suter, Cuddy Townsend. Um, and that was the end of my sophomore year. And I just said, man, we got to get better, you know. And the my, our junior year, the guys you just mentioned were all really good players. Alan Frank could really score, and they're all big guys. Henderson's 6'4", Rimbarger's 6'6", and Dedeker and I uh, came along as the backcourt for that team, and uh, we won a lot of games, but we've still, we still we weren't able to get by Marion in, in the sectional championship, and my junior year was the last year that the sectional was played at Memorial Coliseum, and I think that if you check the records, I think I set the sectional scoring record with 80 points in, in that sectional. And then, uh, you know, we got ready to play our senior year. So our, our junior year was highly successful. We were 18 and five. Uh, I think that was Galen Smith's first year. I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I think that was Galen's first year as his head coach. Might have been the second year, but uh, it was just to have really good teammates my junior year. They were all good guys. And, uh, they allowed Gary Dedeker and I to come in there and, you know, play the guard positions, and uh, they were really good up front, really good up front. Yeah, and you mentioned that sectional. So this was back when basketball was a single-class sport in the state of Indiana, and you guys beat Madison Grant in the opening round of sectional by 22, and then you beat Elwood 88-82 to to get to the sectional championship against Marion in a game that you scored 32 points, but – you guys lost 65-84 to 84 to a really tough Marion team. So that led to 1971, your senior year. And on the season, you guys had a just a historic and unbelievable season in Oak Hill basketball history. You went 23-4. and four. You were the Grant County champions, the conference champions, which was the mid-Indiana conference. You won the sectional and regional. Uh, the starting lineup on that team was you were at guard along with Gary Dedeker. You had Lynn Anthony and Ken Groom at the forward positions, and Jay Hayes was your center. Other guys on that team were Mike Trebet, uh, Dave Shellen, Steve Berry, Terry Berger, Brad Shellen, and Jack Hunt. 
you had a fantastic offensive season. You scored 23 points a game. You set the school record for most points in a season was 617. And that record stood for 26 years until a guy named Jared Odell scored 618 in 1997. He beat you by one. Uh, you dropped 38 points twice. You did that against Northwestern and Northfield. You also set the school record with 129 assists that year. And you got to the free throw line 173 times where you shot 78%. Those are some fantastic offensive numbers. What made that team so special to you? Well, it was just a, uh, another group of guys. Uh, you mentioned uh, everybody there. A lot of those guys were seniors. We were all in the same class. And uh, we, we came out of football, uh, another great football season like we've already talked about. And we started the year two and two. Uh, we lost to Miss Sinewal and we lost to Alexandria. And then we proceeded to win 21 out of our next 23 games and the only team the only two games that we lost uh during that period was to peru uh which was one of the top 10 teams in the state with john garrett and the game was at oak hill we lost 69 to 67 they still don't know how many people were in the gym that night uh they were out the door and then we lost elkhart who lost in the state championship game uh, so we went on a, you know, we were 21 and two our last 23 games, and uh, Galen Smith was our coach. You know, was a was a great coach for us. Um, like we mentioned, Gary Dedeker and Ken Groom and Jay Hayes and Lynn Anthony and uh, Mike Tribbett, all those guys. Uh, Dave Shellen. Um, seems like all those guys I just mentioned were all in the same class, and uh, it was just a class of winners and a class of champions, and it carried over to that basketball season and um you know the the sectional that year was at the new bill green arena um in marion which they still play at and we had won the county tournament that year so we were three and oh in bill green arena we won the sectional so we were six and oh in bill green arena then we won the regional so we were eight and oh so the first year of the bill green arena in marion uh the Oak Hill Golden Eagles were, were eight and oh, and it was almost like a home court to us. And, uh, we, we enjoyed playing at Memorial Coliseum, but it must've been a good omen for us to go over to Bill Green arena. Cause we never lost there. Well, that statement right there sits really well with the Oak Hill listeners. The fact that you guys went eight and oh, and Bill Green arena that first year. So speaking of the tournament, that magical run you guys went on in the sectionals, the first round you beat Bennett's high school. 69 to 54 and then in the semifinals you beat madison grant 76 to 63 which set up that rematch with marion in the sectional championship you guys won 75 to 71 you scored 34 points what do you remember about the crowd and the atmosphere of that game it was a great uh, atmosphere um growing up as a little kid uh you that's what you fell in love with uh, as much as the basketball was the atmosphere uh, the small school against the big city school, which was somewhat of the scenario there. Oak Hill being the small school and Marion being the big school. And that was Indiana basketball. Um, there was, there was the games were on the radio, Bill Fowler out of Marion, uh, WBAT. Uh, that's how I grew up. And there we were 
uh, getting ready to play the Marion Giants again. And uh, fortunately, our senior year, we were able to beat the Giants. If you beat the Giants, uh, you, you did something. You know, that was a big deal. And um, it, was, it was a wonderful year for us to, to do that. Uh, you know, I thought Galen Smith did a great job as a coach. And uh, everybody performed. Um, I scored a lot of the points, but those guys, Hayes and Groom and Anthony and Trivet and Dedeker, those guys were Dave Shelling. They were all doing the dirty work, and they allowed me to free up and try to score. And just the crowd, uh, you know, the Oak Hill crowd was great. The Marion crowd was great. Um, it was back in the days where our buddies in high school, our senior buddies that played football like Kim Richardson and guys like that, would dribble a basketball from Oak Hill High School to Marion High School to get ready for the sectional game uh, with snow coming down. Just the the atmosphere for a kid like myself growing up was just tremendously exciting, and I really think it helped us reach greater heights. Yeah, and you guys had bigger things to do after beating Marion in sectional because you went on to the regionals, and in the first round you guys beat Belmont 70-63. to and then you brought home the regional championship by beating Logan Sport 73-72. to What's some of the memories of that regional championship? Oh, just, you know, that we were able to get by. You know, we didn't know who Belmont and Logan Sport, you know, we never knew who these people were. We were just going to go in and try to win another basketball game. And uh, for us, you know, the game was at, uh, you know, Bill Green Arena. We had had success. There was a lot of great fans there from Oak Hill. And, uh, we were the better team, you know, we, uh, like I said, you know, it wasn't just me. It was, you know, Gary Dedeker and all those guys, Hayes, Groom, Anthony, uh, we were the better team and Belmont was very good. And, and so was Logan sport with, uh, you know, I just, uh, it's one of the highlights of my career. Again, the football stuff we talked about and, uh, now talking about the high school finish that we put on there was, um, definitely at the top of my, my career. Yeah, and you, you talked about some of the crowds. I found some attendance records on the IHSA website. And in the Marion sectional, they sold over 21,000 tickets for that sectional tournament. In the regional, there was over 14,000 tickets sold for the two games. And in the semi-state, where you guys went and played Elkhart and lost 74-63, 19,000 tickets were sold. Single-class basketball was something different and what we experience now, what was the atmosphere like for that semi-state championship against Elkhart? Yeah, it was a big, big deal because we were going to play in the Fort Wayne Coliseum and uh, Oak Hill had never been to a, a semi-state before. Um, Elkhart was loaded. You know, they were very good. Carl Macon, um, you know, they had, I think Schaefer Suggs played in the NFL. They just had a lot of good players. They, like I mentioned earlier, they went to the state state championship game but you know we competed we went out there and played as hard as we could and we didn't play as good as we could have played and i missed a lot of shots and uh you know that's just the way it goes you know we we thought we represented ourselves very well and we got to the semi-state but uh you know we were pretty close to going a little bit further as it turns out like i said elkhart ended up being the runner-up in the in the state uh championship game so um just a, one of those deals in Indiana where at the time, you know, you could be a little school and all of a sudden, you know, you could be competing against, you know, the big schools and trying to win something that really isn't there now and uh, something you can't, 
duplicate. You know, it's just, uh, you know, we were one of 500. I don't know how many high schools there were in Indiana my senior year, something like 500 schools or something. So uh, the odds uh, of you winning and going all the way uh, were not very good. But uh, we beat all the odds and got to the Sweet 16 and just uh, – we were on the road to being one of those teams like Milan, you know, that won the state championship, but we just, you know, we got, we got beaten the semi-state and, uh, that was it, but it was very exciting. I think very exciting for the community, uh, very exciting for all of us, obviously, but the whole community got behind us and, uh, was a great, great experience for, uh, Oak Hill high school. Absolutely. And it's worth repeating one more time. You guys went eight and no at Marion high school, your senior year. I love that. So recruiting. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Bill Green, I love. Bill Green, I love. And uh, Bill, uh, later in his career, as I got to know him and recruit some of his players and talk to him, he said, Monty, you almost got me fired uh, my first year at Marion. He said, I think it was a four to three. And he said, I had one of the four votes for keeping me as a head coach after uh, your sectional championship victory <laughs> over us. So uh, Bill Green's career might have been different if, things would have been different on that school board vote, but one of the great coaches of all time. And, uh, certainly was a good promoter of, of me and Oak Hill high school. He always thought we were always very, very good. Well, that's great. Well, you also played for a great coach at North Carolina state and Norm Sloan. Why did you decide to go to North Carolina state? I, I was not recruited very highly and, uh, because of my size or lack of, uh, Bradley University, Butler, maybe a little bit, but Dick Dickey uh, saw me play uh, one night. Dick is a Marion native or, or lived in Marion, and uh, he had recommended John Mingelt from Elwood to Norm Sloan, and Coach Sloan didn't look at him, went to Auburn, got 42 points against Coach Sloan uh, one night. Coach Sloan called him said, I'll take the next guy you recommend, sight unseen, and that was me. <laughs> and uh, Dick was a great friend of Norm Sloan's. They played for Everett Case at North Carolina State. It all kind of is strange how the whole thing, you know, is intertwined. Uh, Everett Case was at Frankfurt. My dad used to go watch his teams play. And uh, Dick Dickey just did me a great favor and said, uh, Norm, you've you got to take this kid. You know, I, and Norm would say, well, how tall is he? And said, well, he, he's really good. you got to take him. He wouldn't <laughs> tell him how tall I was. And, <laughs> I went to visit North Carolina State. It was the biggest school that was offering me a scholarship. And, uh, you know, it, it was a pretty easy decision for me. And I didn't know what I was getting into. But, you know, I think I was well prepared by my coaches at, at Oak Hill and my parents. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I went down there and had a wonderful career and won a national championship. Yeah, not only are you a legend here in Oak Hill, but you're also a legend at North Carolina State. So, Going to your freshman year, what expectations did you have on yourself personally that freshman year? I, I didn't know. You know, I was just going down there and and trying to <laughs> trying to go to school and and play basketball. I was a long way from home, and it wasn't easy. And at the time, we had a freshman team. Uh, it was the last year that freshmen were ineligible to play varsity sports or varsity basketball. And I really think my freshman year at North Carolina State was one of the best years of my life. Uh, we had a really good freshman class, David Thompson, uh, obviously the star of that class. But we also had Tim Stoddard from the East Chicago Washington Championship team. 
uh, high school basketball championship team there in Indiana in 71. And we had a bunch of good guys and, uh, I played pretty good. You know, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to play or not, you know, and, uh, I enjoyed the ACC. It was an exciting atmosphere. And I just think that freshman year of uh, being able to play on a freshman team at NC state, we went 15 and one as freshmen. We lost one game, uh, to the university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And then we came back and beat them by 20 points, uh, when we played them in, at our place. But my freshman year at North Carolina State was a was really a great year for me and being away from home and meeting new people and, you know, trying to make my way out there in the world. Uh, just a, a wonderful freshman year at NC State. And then you transitioned to your sophomore year for one of the more unknown and unique uh, stories in college basketball history. Your sophomore year, you started, you scored 10 points a game. Your guys' North Carolina State team went 27-0. and on the season, but you were un- you're ineligible to play in the tournament. What was that? Yes, it, it really wasn't fair. Uh, in our opinion, the, there was some uh, recruiting violations, but nothing uh, that today wouldn't get you, you know, you'd have to take two days off of practice or something. You know, is it really minor? And we had a great team and, uh, Tommy Burleson was our center. David Thompson was a sophomore. Tommy was a junior. I was a sophomore. And then we had two seniors, Rick Holt and Joe Cafferkey, who were great senior leaders. And uh, I think in September or October of our freshman or sophomore year, uh, we found out that we weren't going to be eligible to play in the NCAA tournament postseason play. And uh, we went straight to the gym, played basketball, and said, we're going to try to win every game. And uh, Unreal. You know, I, I've, I've been on some great teams and uh, we talked about the football teams and this team that was undefeated. Uh, just it was a great team and great people. And uh, we just went out there and tried to win every game. And, and we did and we ended up ranked number two in the nation after that season. Yeah, you guys had so much talent on that team. I think you're the third leading scorer. But for folks to understand the amount of talent, you had a 7-2 center, Tom Burleson who was a great player, and then you had a future number one pick, David Thompson, who was just (laughs) unreal, Uh, one of the most uh, accomplished players in college basketball history. So what a great group of guys that you played with. Who are some other um, guys on that team that really stood out? Yeah, well, there was, uh, like I said, Rick Holt was a starter as a senior, and uh, Joe Cafferkey actually started, uh, came off the bench that year, but uh, that was really the core group uh, of who played. Mark Moeller was also a, a sophomore in the same class with myself and David Thompson. Steve Noose uh, was a junior that year, same class as Tommy Burleson. So we, we had a rotation of about uh, eight guys. And uh, just, you know, really because of David Thompson and Tommy Burleson, David was head and shoulders, you know, the best. And, uh, Tommy uh, was one of the best ever to play in the ACC, one of the best ever to play at NC State. So those two guys uh, really put us on their back and and carried us. Norm Sloan was a great coach. And, uh, you know, the ACC was a great league. So uh, it was was one of the only leagues, maybe the only league that had an ACC uh, tournament at the end of the year that determined who went to the championship or who went to the NCAA tournament. And we won that. ACC tournament, but we weren't allowed to go. So Maryland was allowed to go and represent the ACC. 
but uh, it was still in the years where the ACC was a little bit ahead of its time and the only uh, conference that had a, a tournament in order to designate who went to the NCAA tournament. Well, you guys were winning a lot of games, but you were also dazzling the fans with the way you played, and you've been credited, along with David Thompson, of inventing the alley-oop. Can you talk about that? Uh, it was David, you know, again, a uh, great player. Uh, we played a lot of pickup basketball. Uh, it seems like we played basketball all the time when I was going to school. I'm sure we went to class, but it seems like we played a lot of <laughs> basketball. And David David got to the point where uh, the older guys, this is when he was a freshman, uh, they found out that if he got the ball, that uh, he was going to score and they couldn't stop him. So everybody started overplaying him and didn't let him get the ball. And he went back door one day and I threw the ball up close to the basket and he grabbed it and laid it in. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we did the rest of our career. And it was really because of him and his ability to go up and, and get the ball and lay it in the basket at the time. It's incredible to think about it this day. You couldn't dunk the basketball, which didn't bother me because it didn't affect my game. But, <laughs> Got guys like David Thompson, uh, the college fan, never got a chance to see him dunk the basketball because they outlawed the dunk uh, due to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor's dominance at UCLA. So it was that period of time in college basketball, and David made the play look so actually more pretty, really. You know, you drop it in the basket. You could, your hands couldn't go inside the cylinder, and uh, – it was just something that he and I were able to work out. Stoddard also made that pass a lot. And uh, we also threw the ball up to Tommy near the rim a lot. So it was just a pass that, you know, took advantage of what the abilities of the players were around you. And there was no better than David Thompson. Uh, you could throw a lot of bad passes and he would make him look really good. <laughs> That's such a great story to hear. And then going into your junior year, that magical season where you guys won the national championship, you went 30-1 and one on the season. You averaged uh, nearly 13 points a game. And there's one game on there I was interested in. On January 26th that year, you guys played at Mackey Arena and beat Purdue. Do you remember having any Oak Hill fans coming over for that game? Yeah, my buddy Frank Connor was there to hang out with me the night before the game. Frank uh, grew up with me in Converse and played all the sports with me at Oak Hill. And he was a kicker at Purdue. And uh, he came over to make sure I was welcome there in West Lafayette the night before the game. And then uh, we had to go out and play Purdue. Uh, it's hard to win a game at Mackey Arena. And then they had a really good team, John Garrett, uh, Jerry Nichols, Frank Kendrick. Uh, they ended up winning the NIT championship that year. Uh, I'm not sure how they finished in the Big Ten, but – in modern times, they would have been like a number three or four seed in the NCAA tournament. It was one of those years where there was only 24 or 32 teams uh, going to the NCAA tournament. So that was one of the great wins in our career uh, at North Carolina State to go into Mackey Arena and uh, beat a Purdue team. Uh, Mackey Arena is a, a sacred place. Uh, my dad was there uh, for opening night. Uh, when Lou Alcindor and uh, UCLA came in to play Purdue and just a lot of great history there. And for us to go in there in Mackey Arena, we were ranked number one in the country and to beat a really good Purdue team, uh, that was a, a phenomenal feeling for me. And I had a lot of Oak Hill people there, my brother and, you know, 
family, my dad, my mom. So uh, my whole family went to Purdue. You know, my I've got two sisters, Marianne and Peggy. They both went to Purdue. My brother Gordon went to Purdue. And uh, so it was a wonderful win for, for me to get that uh, NC State victory at Purdue. Well, another career highlight victory and a historical victory was the semifinals, the final four, the game before the national championship. You guys took on the UCLA Bruins with John Wooden as the coach and Bill Walton as the star player. They were coming off the season before winning their seventh straight national championship, and you guys were able to beat them in that NCAA semifinal. What do you remember most about that victory? Well, just that uh, a lot of things were happening. Uh, David Thompson had taken a horrible fall in the Eastern Regionals Championship game. And um, in today's world, probably would not have been able to play in the championship because of concussion protocol. And so we, we didn't know whether David was going to play or not. He practiced that week. Uh, we had played UCLA early in the year in December in St. Louis and tie game at halftime. They were up two. we ended up losing 84 to 66, but in the end, it was probably the best thing that happened to us. Uh, one is we played UCLA, which a lot of people, when they played the Yankees got beat before the game, because all they were looking at was the pinstripes. And when you played UCLA, the same thing happened. You were looking, you know, you were in awe of a team that won seven straight national championships. But we'd already played them once before. Uh, another good thing for us was the game was in Greensboro, North Carolina. So, uh, you know, we, we were kind of feeling like it was a home game, even though it wasn't a home game. It was more home to us than it was to UCLA. And also UCLA had struggled a little bit towards the end of that year. So we felt like they were vulnerable. We felt like we were better, and again, we had David Thompson, and uh, the rest is history. You know, we won in double overtime. And then you moved on to the championship game where you beat a really tough Marquette team, 76-64, to to win the national title. The celebration was on. What do you remember most about the celebration of winning that national title? Yeah, we're still celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Makes Uh, sense. Yeah. Uh, just Al McGuire, Marquette was a very good team. Coach Sloan did a great job of, after that UCLA game, not allowing us to say, a lot of people thought that was the championship game. And Marquette had Bo Ellis, Maurice Lucas, Al McGuire was the head coach. They were a very talented team. They were top five in the country. And uh, we just had to go in and make sure we got the job done and, and we did that. So I just remember the celebration at Reynolds Coliseum uh, back in Raleigh the next day after the game and uh, just a very exciting time in my life. People were excited. It was the days before ESPN and everything, you know, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of radio coverage, local TV coverage, and uh, just a phenomenal feeling that, uh, you know, I wish everybody could have during the course of their life. Uh, But fortunately for us, uh, we were the ones that were able to uh, get to enjoy it at that time and still do. You know, it's still a a big part of our resume and a big part of our life. And uh, I still am on a group text with that team, that national championship team. Uh, 
you know, and we communicate a lot and, uh, we try to see each other a lot. Uh, but, um, just, you know, it was a unbelievable feeling and, uh, I don't know how it all really happened, you know, but it did happen. I know that. So I'm real proud of it. And the Oak Hill community was so proud of you as well. I'm sure winning that national championship, representing the school and the community, but you still had another year to come back. So you guys were superstars at this point and had to come back for your senior year where you had a great year. You went 22 and six, you averaged over 10 points a game. You earned the Francis Pomeroy Naismith award for nation's best player under six feet tall. And uh, you guys end up making it to the ACC championship game where you lost to North Carolina. How difficult was it for you um, just mentally coming off the national championship, going into your senior year, knowing the targets on your back and you got to have the expectations to repeat? Yeah, we were, we were excited about playing and uh, we missed Tommy Burleson. Tommy was a great player and, you know, really performed as a senior, particularly well, you know, did a great job, won a lot of games for us. And we had a, a recruit prospect coming in, Tommy Barker, seven foot from uh, junior college. And then all of a sudden he ended up going to Hawaii. So we had to, we had a little bit different team than what we'd planned to have, but another great year, we were 22 and six, number seven in the, in the country. Uh, went to the final game of the ACC tournament, lost to North Carolina 70 to 66. But at that time, only two teams were allowed to go to the NCAA tournament. And Maryland won the regular season, and North Carolina won the ACC tournament. So those were the two teams that uh, that went to the NCAA championship. We got an invitation to the NIT, and what was somewhat common in those days, we turned down the invitation. It was probably the wrong thing to do, but at the time it seemed like it was the right thing to do. Uh, we wanted to win another national championship, and if we couldn't play for the national championship, we we really didn't want to play anymore. So, uh, great senior year, 22 and six. Uh, you know, most teams would take that in a year, number seven in the country, but not quite as good as the as the previous two years. Well, great senior year and great career for you at North Carolina State. So you move on to professional level and walk me through the draft experience what was that like how did you get connected with the Denver Nuggets uh, why did they choose you what were they telling you leading up to the draft well they were they were recruiting uh, me they were recruiting David Thompson Larry Brown was the coach of the Nuggets it was the ABA uh, he was the coach of the Carolina Cougars when we were in college we were very familiar with Larry Brown and uh, the success he had as a coach uh, with the Carolina Cougars. And he ended up, uh, along with Carl Shear, going with the Carolina Cougars organization out to Denver. And, uh, you know, we were being recruited by those guys. They did a good job recruiting us. It was almost like college. Obviously, they wanted David. And uh, the NBA, I was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. And it was real simple when it came down to a final decision for me, the Nuggets showed a lot more confidence in me, offered me a, a no-cut contract. And the ABA was really exciting. I grew up I grew up watching the ABA more than the NBA, watching the Indiana Pacers, the early days of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I remember Phil Jung and Galen Smith and the coaches taking us down to see the Pacers play at the fairgrounds. So the ABA was something that I was really enthralled with. And uh, 
if I had a chance to play for Larry Brown, who was a great player himself, and obviously he was a great coach uh, at that time, and as time has proven, he's been a great coach for a long time. Uh, it was really a no-brainer for me. Uh, very exciting organization in Denver. Uh, they were very excited about the team, and uh, just you know, it was the thing for me to do was to to go to Denver and uh, play the best I could and try to help another team win a lot of basketball games. And then you were also on the Denver Nuggets team that transitioned from the ABA to the NBA. What were the main differences that you noticed with the structure of the league, maybe how your guys' contracts were laid out, things like that? Yeah, it was just a, it was a different league. The ABA was, uh, the ABA was a special league. It was uh, a group of people that, uh, it was almost like a fraternity, uh, you know, the ABA guys, we all hung out together and, you know, you'd fly into town and maybe you'd pick up Steve Green from the Pacers and uh, go hang out. You know, the NBA was a little bit different. Uh, just uh, it was a, a different situation than the ABA. Um, and it was a wonderful league. I mean, we, we won 50 games. We were the Midwest Division champs. We lost to Portland in the playoffs. But I really think the ABA was a was a wonderful league. The NBA is also a wonderful stuff. But uh, that that one year in the ABA really stood out to me as far as the guys and the fraternity and just being proud of being uh, in the ABA. I also like that red, white, and blue ball. <laughs> I, I thought it, I thought it was a good touch. The three point shot uh, was in the a ABA. And the NBA didn't bring it in for three or four years after the merger. So. Um, it, it was great to be a part of both leagues. They're both both wonderful uh, professional, you know, sports organizations. Um, but I, I was always a Pacers fan and always enjoyed the ABA a lot. Was there ever a moment or multiple moments when you were playing in the ABA or NBA where you just pinched yourself and said, I'm from Converse, Indiana. How did I get here? And you're standing next to a future Hall of Famer. Was there any moments like that? Yeah, I still pinch myself today. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I, I I remember my days in Converse extremely well, and they're very vivid. I used to pass newspapers. I used to catch chickens for LeCaster Brown. Uh, I used to drink sodas down at Bly's Drugstore in Converse, and uh, just all those people that helped me along the way. And uh, But to this day, it's still uh, almost a – a fairy tale or fantasy, you know, I, I'm not sure why it happened or how it happened, but, uh, I, I guess I had uh, a part of it, but there's a lot of other people that had a big part of it too. So just, I'm so happy to, you know, be where I am and I'm so happy to have grown up, uh, where I grew up and be around the people that I grew up with. I think that helped me throughout my whole life and still helps me, uh, to this day. Well, as we wrap up, I want to talk about after your professional playing career was over, you got into coaching and immediately joined North Carolina State as an assistant coach. Did you know when you were done playing that you immediately wanted to be a coach? I really didn't. You know, I, uh, I'm i not one that plans a, a long time ahead, you know, and uh, I had my degree from North Carolina State. I'd played at NC State. I played with the Denver Nuggets. But then again, Norm Sloan stepped up and offered me a chance to uh, be a, a basketball coach at North Carolina State, assistant coach in 1978. So I have to give Coach Sloan a lot of credit for giving me not only a chance to play, but 
also a chance to coach and just a lot of great experiences. I had a lot of wonderful experiences as a player, but uh, a lot of great experiences as a coach and we're working with young people and uh, just trying to help them, not just with their basketball, but with every decision they have to make. Uh, it just seems like it was a natural for me and I'm still coaching uh, to this day and still having a real positive influence, I think, on uh, the young people that I that I work with. Yeah, you had some high-level coaching stops along the way, North Carolina State and Florida, and you were the head coach for the University of New Orleans, New Orleans basketball program. And I want to ask, what was it like being the head coach? Um, you were there during Hurricane Katrina. Uh, how did you have to keep the team together and really go through that difficult situation? Yeah, it was a, it was one of those unique deals. Uh, you know, Hurricane Katrina uh, came in and just you know flattened uh, our campus, and our guys lost everything. We we moved to Tyler, Texas, to go to school, and uh, we returned to New Orleans that year. And for the university itself, uh, it, it crippled that university. Uh, just uh, you know. Financially, it's basically a, a commuter school, and, a, and it cut the population of the school down tremendously, which is where they got their student fees. And uh, the athletic department actually ended up having to go Division II uh, after after I left and went back to North Carolina State. But um, I, I'm real proud of that group of kids because we were all scattered out all over the country, really. And uh, we were able to get back together, and we were able to complete the year and uh, the wins and losses weren't the big deal. The important thing is we got through the season, and uh, it was a terrible experience for the city of New Orleans, but fortunately it's been able to come back and uh, seems to be doing better than ever right now. So um, I'm glad I had a chance to experience that, just to see the wonderful nature of human beings. People were very helpful and uh, just really helped us make us through that, make it through that time. And, um, I was real proud of my team and real proud of my staff for, you know, getting through that year. And you mentioned that you're still coaching now. So what are you up to these days? What school are you coaching at? Yeah. Oak Hall high school here in Gainesville, um, private school. This will be my eighth year as the head coach and I don't teach. I just coach, uh, basically, you know, November through February. Uh, we do some off season things, but, I really enjoy working with young people and uh, it keeps me busy and uh, keeps me younger. You know, I feel like hanging around younger people makes me feel younger <laughs> and uh, the kids get a lot out of it and I get a lot out of it. Uh, we start practice in two weeks from tonight and uh, we'll get together and try to have a good year. Last year we were 17 and five uh, finals of the district tournament. Uh, you know, it's a good group of kids and, uh, I really enjoy doing it. I coach them hard, you know. I coach them like Jack Keeper used to try to coach me uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, and uh, he was also my typing teacher, you know. So uh, we just try to coach them up, and it's it's been a wonderful life for me to be involved in basketball and trying to help young people, and um, it's been a great way for me to make my way through life. If I wouldn't have been involved with basketball, I'm not sure, you know, what I would have done with my life but I just thank basketball and all the opportunities I've had. And it all started right there at, at Oak Hill high school. 
Well, there's a lot to talk about with your basketball career, and you're actually going to be in a book that's coming out, the Indiana High School History of Indiana High School Basketball. You are a chapter in that book. Can you talk about the book that's coming out? Yes, I just received uh, uh, two copies from Ed Snyder, who uh, put the book together along with Billy Shepard, who all basketball fans will know from Carmel, Butler University. Um, uh, it's it's a really good book. I haven't had a chance to read uh, all the chapters. Uh, and it, it's a book about Indiana basketball before the classifications of basketball and all uh, a lot of the great players. And uh, fortunately, I was one of those guys they talked to. And it the, the website is there times in indiana and there is possessive t-h-e-i-r their times in indiana.com and uh, it talks about me on the indiana all-star team and in my chapter and playing at oak hill and it's basically all the chapters are about individual players at their respective high schools uh, so it's a great book about indiana basketball and uh I'm just real proud to be a, a part of it. Billy Shepard was one of my heroes when I was growing up. He and Dave Shepard were both, you know, great people to me when I was growing up. Um, there's also chapters in there about some of the great Marion players. Uh, I know Dave Colescott is in there. I think Jay Edwards and Lyndon Jones. So uh, I'm looking forward to reading the whole book. I just got it yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to look at it all yet. And uh, but their times in indiana.com, uh, you can purchase the book on that website, and the money goes to charities and YMCA. Uh, Ed Snyder does a lot of great things for a lot of great people, and he put this book together, and he's doing another great thing for uh, you know, a lot of people. And just I appreciate him putting my chapter in the book, it's a real honor. That's very cool. Well, Monty, basketball has taken you to great heights, and you've represented our little community so well. Just your final thoughts on being from Oak Hill and what that means to you. That means the world to me. Uh, growing up in Converse and uh, my my dad taking me to watch Earl Brown play and, uh, you know, the early teams at Oak Hill, uh, just all the uh, foundation uh, that I got there at Oak Hill High School, uh, my classmates, my teachers. It was a special group of people, and it still remains a special group of people, and Oak Hill remains a special place, and Converse remains a special place in my heart. And uh, I'm just so thankful that I had a chance to grow up there and go to school there, and uh, my life is, you know, the foundation was laid there in, uh, in that community. And I will always love those people and everybody there. And um, I guess if I had to do over again, maybe I wouldn't catch chickens for LeCester Brown, but probably I would, you know, <laughs> I, I, I need to make a dollar and a quarter an hour, you know, but uh, I mowed a lot of yards and uh, passed a lot of newspapers, but more than anything else, I played a lot of sports there in Converse and uh, just all the friends that I played with neighborhood, all those people, just um, wonderful, wonderful life, and uh, it's still going on. So I'm just real happy about that. Well, from catching chickens to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, Monty Tao, thank you 
so much for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. Our listeners are going to thoroughly enjoy the stories that you shared of your time at Oak Hill, North Carolina State, professionally and coaching. And again, just thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we didn't talk about planting those barns out of Fernie Triglitz and Jay Hayes' house and stuff like that, but uh, maybe we can do that another time. That sounds great. I'd love that. Thanks again, Monty. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Appreciate your time.